This morning we're going to be looking at Joshua. Okay, so the Bible reading is Numbers chapter 27 and it's verse 12 through to 23, but I'm going to start reading at verse 15. So Numbers 27, verse 12 to 23, and I'm starting to read at verse 15. Then Moses spoke to the Lord, saying, Let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all the flesh, set a man over the congregation, who may go out before and go in before them, and will lead them out and bring them in, that the congregation of the Lord may not be like sheep which have no shepherd. And the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua the son of Nun with you, a man whom is in the spirit, and lay your hand on him. Set him from Eliezer the priest, and before all the congregation, and inaugurate him in their sight, and you shall give some of your authority to him, that all the congregation of the children of Israel <coughs> may be obedient. He shall stand before Eliezer the priest, who shall inquire before the Lord for him by the judgment of the Urim. At his word they shall go out, and at his word they shall come in, he and all the children of Israel and all the congregation. So Moses did as the Lord commanded, and he took Joshua and set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation, and he laid hands on him and was inaugurated by him, and the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses. <clears throat> Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to his word this morning. So I looked at this and I thought, well, Joshua, he became the leader of the Israelites after Moses. And uh, he was chosen. He was chosen by God. He was anointed by God. He was chosen to lead an army. He was commissioned. Now, being Salvation Army, yeah, I was commissioned. They call it commissioning. When you made a minister in the Salvation Army, they have a big commissioning that used to be at the Albert Hall uh, in London. Uh, I think it now takes place in some other hall. But we were commissioned as Salvation Army ministers many, many years ago. And uh, so commissioning is a word that resonates with me, but we all need commissioning at some point. We all need encouraging. We all need praying. We all need people around us. No good trying to do things on our own. We need people around us. And Moses, if you like, he, he, he mentored Joshua. Who's got a mentor? Hands up. Everybody should have a mentor. Every single person should have a mentor. Somebody that we look up to, somebody that we think is going to help us, somebody that we can be honest with, somebody that can be honest with us so that we don't get upset when they point things out as we sometimes do. So Moses was actually, a, now here's a word for you, a pro-social modeler. When I worked in Secure Unit for 15 years, our whole aim was we pro-social modeled to the young people that we were looked after. And that simply means you lead by example. Yeah? So the way I am is how the kids, teenagers, whatever you want to call them, should be. So I had to watch my P's and Q's and I had to watch how I behaved, how I reacted. So that's all Moses did with Joshua. He was a pro-social model so that Joshua could watch him. Joshua could observe him. Joshua could look up to him. I've done that down the years with many people where we watch them. We're drawn to them. We're inspired by them. We admire them. 
the way they move, the way they act, the way they behave. And so, God appointed a man of God. God appointed Joshua, who was effectively the longtime assistant of Moses. Now, Joshua was a charismatic leader. We need leaders like that, don't we? Within the church, within politics, within sports, within society, within police, within hospitals. Everybody likes a leader that we can look to. And if they're a good leader, a nat what I call, I think the best leaders are natural leaders. Yeah, people who don't think they're better than anybody else. And when you say to them, how is it you're such a good leader? They look at you and say, I haven't got a clue. Because it just happens. People are drawn to us. And that, that makes a good leader. And Joshua, here's some of his qualities. He was willing to fight for God's people. I wonder, are we willing to fight for God's people? He was willing to serve. You've probably heard me say this before. The best leaders carry towels. The best leaders carry towels because they're prepared to wash people's feet. They're not bothered about all the other stuff that goes with being a leader, but they're prepared to serve. Good examples, good mentors really, really matter. I cannot emphasize that enough. Who's yours? If you've not got one, find one. Who do you look up to? Who did you used to look up to? I think back to years ago when I was a little kid in Sunday school and some of my Sunday school teachers and you didn't realize at the time that they were having an influence on you. It's only as you look back in hindsight that you realize the value of that and the grounding of that and how they have built into your life and how they have mentored you, sometimes without you realizing it. True faith means obeying God when humanly nothing makes sense. And that's really hard sometimes. Let's be real. That is really hard sometimes. I'll say that again. True faith means obeying God when humanly nothing makes sense. And the book of Numbers, it shows us all about the faithfulness of God. It shows us about the complaining, disobedience people. Nothing changes there, does it? But God is patient. God is loving. God cares. God provides for his people. But also, where there's disobedience, it is punished. In order to turn the people back to God before it's too late. Not because he wants to be nasty. He wants people to turn to him before it's too late. Joshua believed they could conquer the land with God's help. And God rewarded his faith. Joshua led the Israelites into Canaan. Joshua rebuilt the temple. And in many ways, when I read that, I thought that really struck me. What we need to do in our society and what we need to do in our communities is rebuild the temple. Rebuild the temple where we live, where we serve, where we work, where we move about. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I wonder if we can think back to the time when perhaps we weren't a Christian. Think about the old you. What were you like? How did you think? How did you treat people? 
Then think about when we became a Christian, the new you. Any difference? What changed? How did your thought process change? How did the things you do change? And for anybody who's not a Christian, the encouragement is that if we give God a chance, we will change. Whether we think we will or not, we will. We will change. He will change our character. He will change the way we think. He will change the way we behave. Now I would imagine that Moses made loads of mistakes when leading. And I bet Joshua did. I bet he was no different. But the thing is, when we make mistakes, all of us will make mistakes, we can learn from each other. And we need to learn from each other mistakes sometimes rather than criticize because that's what we're really good at. We love to criticize each other's mistakes whereas what we can do is actually learn from them and lift that person and help that person so that we don't make that same mistake and then they can help us not to make that same mistake if that makes sense. Because in my experience, what we're really good at and this is not a, a, a pop at the church or anything, but in my experience, what we're really good at as a church, and when I say church, I mean church, is when we're in a congregation or part of a family of a church and we fall sometimes and make a mistake, people are very quick to just drop us. And yet when somebody who we serve and work with, who's not a Christian or doesn't belong to the church, slips and falls, we're the first people there to pick them up and help them and get them on their way. And sometimes in church, we need to get better at that, at looking after each other as well. Yeah, we've still got to serve, but we need to serve each other as well as serving community. And so we need to get better at that. And the great thing is, none of us are never, ever too old to make a mistake. So we will make mistakes, all of us. But let's encourage each other. Let's learn from each other. Let's help from each other. Let's lift each other. Let's put our arms around each other. Other qualities Joshua had. Loyal follower. Humble servant. Trusted God. It's hard to trust God sometimes, isn't it? Let's be honest. When the going gets tough, it's hard. But even if we just trust a little bit by a cotton thread, it's good enough. It's good enough. We've got to learn to trust him more than we do. Joshua was faithful. Joshua was obedient. That's another thing. It's hard to be obedient, isn't it? When God asks us, calls us to do something, and we really don't want to do it. We need to step out in faith and do it. Joshua's main concern was not for himself, but for his flock, for his people, which showed that he was unselfish. He put others first. It's what we need to do. Society says different, doesn't it? Society says, look after number one. That's all that matters. Look after number one, then look after other people. It's not the way it should be. We need to know God's word. We don't just need to know God's word, we need to do it. We need to practice it. We need to live it out daily, not just on Sundays, but every day. It's easy when we come in here to live out God's word. But it's not easy when we get out there to keep living it.
Joshua obeyed God's word. It says this, do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Have you ever had those times in your life? Yeah. Which way do we go? Left. Do we go right? Because I can personally tell you that every time I've gone the way I know I shouldn't have gone, disaster. Total disaster. Every time. Every time. So we need to pay heed to God's word. And again, that's where being together, supporting each other comes in. We can talk to each other. We can ask people to pray for us, to help us, to guide us. Things to remember. We have to remember that where we are today, that's me and you as individuals and as a church, God brought us here. God brought us here to this moment. Where we are today, where would we be if we'd not followed, if we'd not listened? Where would we be if we'd have kept taking those wrong turns? Where would the Israelites have ended up? What would they have missed? What would we have missed if we weren't here today and allowed God to bring us here? We need to remember God's promises. God said to Joshua, As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Same applies to us. In Hebrews, God says, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And I think sometimes we can leave him. And when I say we leave him, I think, I don't necessarily think we leave him, but I think we move away from him. And it's a choice. If the going's tough, if things are not going right, if everything's against us, we tend to back off sometimes. But he's always there. Because he said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. We need to obey God's word. Joshua is reminded to obey God's law. It's the same for us. Not like with a big stick that we're beating people and saying, look, you must do this, you must do that, you must do the other. But it's about following the narrow path. And the thing is, it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choosing. It's a willing. You know, God loves us so much. I, have, I, say, I say this to my brothers an awful lot. God loves us so much that he gives us a choice. So in effect, he's not forcing us, he's not dictating, he's not controlling, it's a choice. He loves us so much that he doesn't say, you must follow me. He said, it's your choice. It's a free will. And he does that because he loves us. So it's our choice. So what are we going to choose this morning? Are we going to choose to love him? Are we going to choose to follow him? Because he won't force us. Because he's a loving God. And he's a loving father. We need to stay in God's word. We need to meditate on God's word. Now, if you're not great at reading, I mean, I don't mean I'm not great at reading, I can read. But if we're not a great reader, which I'm personally not, we can listen to audio tapes and everything now. So meditate on God's word. When life's hard, when the storms are coming, and they will come, I mean, you know, they will, and we're overwhelmed, we feel like quitting, we feel like walking away, it's reality. Well, stay in God's word. Not in social media, not on Facebook, not on Twitter, not on TikTok, because that won't give you the meat that you need. 
but God's word will. Keep our focus on God. It's pretty straightforward really, isn't it? It's easy to focus on the flood. This bad weather, what are we all focusing on? The rain. We don't see anything else. All we see is the rain. The rain. And there has been a lot, let's be fair. But exactly. It's easy to focus on the flood, the problems, the issues, the fears, the negatives. But if we remain in God's presence, we will not, get this, we will not lose heart. And we will know which way to go. So we'll know whether we go to the right, sorry, right or left. Now here's a key thing, and I really want you to hear this, this bit this morning. We need to get our feet wet. Now here's the thing. God didn't part the water while they were camped on the bank. It only happened once they stepped in. God delivers as we step out in faith with him. But again, we're a little bit reluctant to do that sometimes, aren't we? I know I am. We need to stop being reluctant. We need to get our feet wet. Joshua made a memorial. God directed Joshua to take 12 stones from the dry sand of the Jordan Riverbed as a memorial to remind all succeeding generations of God's miracle. What a faith booster when things get tough to see the memorial. And here's the thing, I'm sure that we can recall, every single one of us here, memorials where God has helped us and brought us through. Whether that is in our hearts, in our minds, in our journals, or even written in our Bible margins. They will be memorials of times when God has brought us through. And we need to remember them. It's the same God who delivered in the past and he will deliver again. Every single one of us can tell stories of when God has delivered us from things. We all have a story to tell. But the problem is we get spiritual forgetfulness. When God does something great, we very easily forget when we come to another trial. And we need to remember. What's that old chorus? When I remember what he'd done for me, I'll never go back anymore. Yeah. So remember, remember. God has a perfect plan. God has a perfect plan for each and every one of us. And it's simply this, to bring glory to his name and to reflect him in our society, in our community. And we do that by our words, by our deeds, by our actions. And God sees the way ahead, so he knows all the obstacles, he knows all the mountains, he knows all the valleys. And you may say to me, well, I'm not qualified. It's easy for you, you stood up there. Well, I'm not qualified. You know, if, if, if you saw me, and Jill will tell you this, years ago when I was a youngster, I was the, I'm still a pretty shy person, people don't believe that, but I was the shyest, quietest person on this earth. And dare you watch my DVD from my wedding, which was <coughs> 40 years ago, 
you would not recognize the person. So shy and quiet when I had to do my speech. It's unbelievable. So God's done this. Nobody else. You know? So we're all qualified. And I'll tell you why. We're all qualified because we're all sinners. We're all qualified because we're all wrongdoers. We all do things wrong. And it's only by grace that God uses us. And it's only by grace that God qualifies us. So we're all qualified. How good is that? You know, Joshua was on a journey. He was on a journey from discipleship to leadership. And I believe that if we're disciples, and we are, then we should lead others to him by being who we are meant to be and where we're meant to be and do what we're meant to do. Does that make sense? I'll say that again. I've confused myself there. Joshua was on a journey from discipleship to leadership. And if we are disciples, and we are, we should lead others to him by being who we're meant to be and be where we're meant to be and do what we're meant to do. God called and equipped Joshua. He does it with us as well. Every single one of us. We all have something that we can bring. We need to live out God's calling in his strength, not in our own. That's probably where we fall a little sometimes. We think we can do it all ourselves, and we can't. We need God. So, a question. Are we going to get our feet wet? Or are we still on the bank? Reasons being, for evil to abound, all we have to do as Christians is nothing. What or who are you known as? People who talk the talk or people who walk the walk? Are we people who believe in what we stand for? Where are we this morning? Where are we? In the water? Let's pray together. Dear Lord, we thank you for your love for each one of us. And we thank you that you love us and care for us so much that you simply want what's best for us. And we just come to you this morning, Father. And we don't want to be a church. We don't want to be people that are still on a bank. We want to be a church and people that get our feet wet. And so this morning, uh, I just pray that you'll challenge each and every one of us to do that in whatever capacity, wherever we are, wherever you've called for us to serve. And we thank you, Lord, that you will equip us to do whatever we need to do. So this morning, just open our hearts and open our minds to what you're saying to us. And may we meditate on it this, this, this coming rest of this day, the rest of this week. And, uh, and let's search our own hearts. And for anybody watching online as well, I pray exactly the same for them, Father. And for anybody today who doesn't know you uh, as a personal friend and a personal saviour, then we pray for them that this very day, may they make a decision to go to the right or to the left and make a decision to go the way that includes you. And may they just open their hearts and their lives to you and accept you into their lives this very day. We thank you for this morning and we just pray now that as we come into our final acts of worship this morning that you continue to move us, to challenge us 
and to just let us feel your presence in this place. We pray these things in your name, and we pray these things because we love you. Amen. Amen.